Good morning, and welcome to the Virginia Interfaith Center for Public Policy's live weekly broadcast. I'm Roberta Oster, the Communications Director. Our program brings the expertise and perspective of Virginia's faith leaders, legislators, policy experts, and community activists. We focus on the economic, racial, social, and environmental justice issues in Virginia. And we share resources and opportunities for you to get involved in our work advocating social justice and helping our neighbors. And our program keeps you up to date and keeps our elected officials accountable. This is an interactive broadcast, so please ask questions by writing them in on Facebook and Twitter during the show. Today, our program focuses on the critical issue of living wages, and I am pleased to interview and introduce our special guests, Chris Hoover Seidel and Yvette Roots. Our moderator today is my colleague, Amanda Silcox, the Economic Justice Program Manager for the Virginia Interfaith Center for Public Policy. Amanda? Hi, everyone. Thanks so much, Roberta. As, as she said, I'm Amanda Silcox, and I coordinate the Living Wage Certification Programs as part of my work at Virginia Interfaith. I'm pleased to be joined today by my colleagues of VET, Roots, Social Enterprise Specialist with the City of Richmond's Office of Community Wealth Building, and a leader on the Richmond Living Wage Certification Committee, as well as Chris Hoover Seidel, co-leader of the Harrisonburg Rockingham Living Wage Program. Thank you so much for joining me today. So a lot of our viewers may be thinking, living wages sound nice, but what's going on with the minimum wage? Well, luckily I have that information for you. So the, as many of you may know, the General Assembly did pass an increase to the minimum wage in the 2020 session, which is very exciting. The first increase will go to $9.50 per hour. It was scheduled to go into effect on January 1st, 2021. However, the governor did push back the increase a couple months to May 1st, 2021 due to coronavirus. The rest of the increases will occur as scheduled. On January 1st, 2022, it will increase to $11 per hour. On January 1st, 2023, it will go to $12 per hour. And then the rest are planned increases that the GA must approve again, but we hope and expect that they will. Uh, on January 1st, 2025, it will go to $13.50 per hour. And on January 1st, 2026, it will go to $15 per hour. And after that, they will adjust it for inflation. They will also study the idea of regionalism um, and make the recommendation to the, to the rest of the General Assembly. And while we're so thrilled that so many workers are going to receive a, a raise in 2021, we know that workers need more than the minimum wage. They need a living wage. And that's really at the heart of why we started our living wage certification programs. For so long, the minimum wage has been stuck at 7.25 per hour and it didn't look like there would be any movement at either the state or the federal level. So we needed something to raise wages for workers and their families. So I bet a lot of you are wondering, what is a living wage certification program? Basically, businesses apply, the certification reviews the application, and then notifies the business of their decision. Our programs recognize employers who are already paying their workers a living wage, 
We share them on social media. We've had ads in Style Weekly and in Charlottesville as well. We feature them at community events. And we also urge consumers to support these certified employers, as well as encouraging employers who are not currently paying a living wage to adopt the program's thresholds. We hope that these programs will raise wages across Virginia and lift workers, working families out of poverty. Currently, we have four living wage certification programs in Virginia. Our first one started in Richmond with a vet and VICPP director Kim Bobo in March 2018. Our Northern Virginia program launched shortly after that in July 2018. And our Charlottesville and Harrisonburg programs, which Chris leads, uh, launched on Labor Day in 2019. We have other groups in Montgomery County and James City County that are interested in starting living wage programs as well. I know some of these folks are probably watching, so make sure to say hi in the comments. These are specifically local programs because we recognize that while everybody needs a living wage, a living wage looks different from Blacksburg to Norfolk to Winchester to Fredericksburg. That's why our programs largely rely on the MIT living wage calculator to decide on their living wage rates. This is a really wonderful tool where you can see the living wage rate for any locality in the US. And it's based on the local cost of goods, rent, transportation, everything that you need to, to survive. But I've talked enough already. Let's make sure to talk with our guests. Yvette, you've been in involved in this work since the very beginning. Can you share a bit about how the Richmond program got started? Certainly, Amanda. Um, essentially, the Office of Community Wealth Building was very interested in a living wage. We knew early on that it would be very important for the residents of Richmond to have a living wage if we were going to help folks um, move out of poverty. And so for that reason, we started to really look at policies um, that would actually help us do that. And the living wage was one that kept that we kept coming back to. And so when we had an opportunity to meet with um, Reverend Kim Bobo, we were very interested in trying to figure out how do we actually um, shine a light, if you will, on those businesses um, that were actually doing the right thing and paying a living wage. And as a result of that, we were able to really um, start to research and strategize and even look at the Asheville model. Um, and that's the model that we were very interested in actually looking at because they had the largest living wage um, program, I believe, in the country. And so we were able to actually have an opportunity to maybe model our program after their model. And so we started to reach out to our businesses, which was a wonderful thing because we um, not only certified businesses, but we also certified a, a great number of nonprofits as well. Yeah, awesome. Uh, and Chris, you've been a driving force for the, the Harrisonburg-Rockingham Living Wage Program in Harrisonburg, obviously. Uh, what made you want to build a program there? Well, I think um, that uh, is owed to a lot of dedicated um, citizens that were connected to the work of VICPP already. And then when Kim Bobo came and presented the Living Wage Toolkit to our community, there were people that were ready to get that up and running. 
I joined that committee, the, our local committee, um, a few months later. And uh, what brought me to that work was uh, my investment in advocating for homeless families in our community as a lack of a living wage is one of the top causes of homelessness um, and affects uh, the Alice population uh, very deeply. So um, there was already sort of an energy going and we got to piggyback off the energy of BIC PP and the work that the Richmond folks had already done. So thank you. Yeah, so glad to hear all of that. Um, and Yvette and Chris, if people are listening now and they think this sounds pretty cool, like what can folks do to get involved, Yvette? Um, well, first they can actually um, get in touch with your office, of course, um, but they can also reach out to me. Um, uh, my email address um, is shown at the bottom. Um, I'm with the city of Richmond in the Office of Community Wealth Building. And we can actually, um, if, you're, if you're a business, we can actually talk about certification. But if you'd like to actually um, join us and, and sit on our, our very small uh, review board, we'd, we'd be happy to have you um, in that capacity as well. Uh, and Chris, how can folks connect with you? Very similarly, we are looking to expand our um, our steering committee, uh, which also serves as our review board for applications. Um, we'd love to have people uh, come and help us recruit businesses, mm -hmm. local businesses in Harrisonburg and Rockingham County, um, and also apply. Apply um, if your business is paying a living wage or aspiring to pay a living wage. Apply on our website or reach out to us. Um, and our contact information is on our website and we can we can talk to you about how you can get involved if you're not quite ready to apply. Awesome. Uh, so Yvette, what are some of the businesses you all have certified in Richmond? And, and maybe there are a few that you could uh, highlight. We've certified, like I said, nonprofits as well as um, hospital. Um, we've certified uh, universities, but um, we've also certified a networking networking technologies and support company, um, which actually works in cybersecurity, which we were very excited um, to get this business, um, which is wonderful. Um, this business came in as an as an aspiring business. Uh, we were also able to certify uh, Midas Muffler just recently around the first of the year. Midas actually moved to Scott's Edition and was able to have conversations with them. And they were very enthusiastic about uh, joining us and actually becoming a certified member. So they actually came in as a gold member and they're located right in the city of Richmond, right on Arthur Ashe Boulevard. Awesome. Yeah, and, and Yvette, when you say aspiring, uh, what do you mean by that? I know we have well, greats. Exactly, we have our actual, um, we have aspiring members that actually, um, those, are, those are businesses that actually pay their employees $11 per hour or $9.50 per hour plus healthcare. Um, and obviously we have different levels. So aspiring is the first level that you can actually come in at. And then we have silver as well as gold. And so if you're paying anywhere between $14.50 to $16 an hour, um, you're considered to be a gold business. And so we know that you're actually out there and we would encourage you to join us. Awesome. Thank you. And Chris, how about you? Um, are, how many businesses have you all certified? And are there a few you could highlight for us? 
Sure. Well, since, like you said, we launched publicly in Labor Day 2019, um, we have certified 16 businesses uh, with quite a range of diversity within within those uh businesses and organizations, I should say. So we have restaurants, we have a daycare, we have nonprofit organizations, churches, a counseling center, mm -hmm. banks, a grocery store. We even certified a political campaign and some other small locally owned businesses. And two that I'd really love to highlight for you are um, the Arco Iris Daycare. Um, there's the logo. Um, they recently, um, so they've been certified, they were certified at the aspiring level about six months ago. And they recently came back to work after uh, the shutdown due to coronavirus. And um, they bumped up to gold because they said, we want to make up for lost wages for our workers. Um, and so we just certified them at the gold level. Usually with our aspiring level, we we give people about two years um, to make their way up to the next level. Um, so they're aspiring with the commitment to, to increase their wages. The other local business I'd love to highlight is one of our first businesses that signed on um, also is at the aspiring level. And the owners have had to sacrifice a lot to make that happen. Um, but they, they, they are Gray J Provisions and they are a locally owned restaurant. And they talk about living wages and ethos um, for them. And so they have just been in this in this work with us since the very beginning. So we wanna shout out to them as well today. That's so wonderful. And I've actually gotten to eat at Great Day Provisions and their food is really good. <laughs> um, Chris, can you tell me uh, how businesses or um, organizations apply? You know, what is the application process like? So if you visit our website, we've put our application process completely online. Um, and so it's it's actually a form that you can fill out online. Um, and if you need a paper copy, a hard copy of the application, we will make that happen. Our, com our committee is committed to getting applications in people's hands. Um, and then it, the application really takes uh, less than 10 minutes. Um, you submit it and then our steering committee, which is also our review committee, uh, gets together monthly and reviews the applications. And then it's a pretty quick turn turnaround from there. We will issue you a certification that you can post in your place of business and also a window cling to show that you are a living wage certified business and at what level. Awesome, yeah. And Yvette, what's the process like in Richmond? Actually, Amanda, um, our process is similar as Chris's process. We actually do the same thing. Um, our applications are actually online. If you need a hard copy, we're happy to actually make that happen for you. Um, and we meet probably every other month. And we can actually make sure that your your window cling as well as your um, information is sent to you right away. So we're, we, we have a similar process. Yeah, and, and um, I bet you kind of touched on this with talking about uh, meeting every other month. Um, <laughs> Chris, how has is, how is coronavirus or COVID-19 impacted the living wage programs? Well, certainly that has limited our committee from getting together face to face, but we are able to connect by email. Um, and with the application being done online, that's pretty easy for us to take care of. Um, we have seen a slowdown in applications during this season, uh, which is to be expected. And at the same time, um, 
we've also seen people leaning in and that's why I chose to highlight our OERIS daycare um, because uh, I think people are starting to understand the value of uh, workers more and hopefully we are seeing a shift in people um, not just seeing people as essential um, which in some to some that might seem like it's saying disposable um, in light of coronavirus but really seeing people as worthy um, from the very beginning and what they do and worthy of being paid a living wage to sustain their life yeah oops and it um, I love what Rabbi Creditor commented um, that was up on the screen. It's really a, a moral value. Um, yeah, <laughs> and dignity. Yvette, um, do you, do you want to share how has coronavirus impacted the living wage program in Richmond? Well, again, we are actually um, talking to people and meeting with them online, um, sharing information with them about um, the program. And I'm thinking that, you know, as businesses start to wake back up again, they're beginning to understand the importance of what we call the essential worker. And as you know, essential workers have always been those folks that are actually work the hardest. Um, they are the backbone of our community. And so we have to start to make a mind shift as to how we actually treat and pay those individuals. And so I think it's gonna be very important as we go forward. Um, everybody is talking about, you know, where do we go from here? Well, um, we go forth with dignity. We go forth with um, paying folks a living wage. We go forth by making sure that those individuals can properly take care of their families. Yeah, I think um, living wages are, are so much more important in these tough times. Yes. Yeah, awesome. So, you know, some people might say, you know, aren't you kind of indirectly shaming businesses that aren't paying a living wage? What do, you, what do you guys say to that, Yvette? Well, I don't really think that it's shaming. I think that it's encouraging businesses to actually do the right thing. Um, you know, we have a different type of community now. You know, when, when people go out uh, to eat, consumers literally research businesses before they actually spend their money. They will go on Yelp and, and take a look at the comments and things of that nature before they even go to the restaurant. People are very conscientious as to how they spend their money. And so I think it's very important uh, for folks to actually know that where they're spending their money is actually a very conscientious restaurant. They are socially responsible. And as a result, they're paying a living wage. Um, I explain that a lot to businesses when I'm talking to them about this program that, you know, not only are we looking at you to see whether you're doing the right thing, but your consumers, they're looking at you and they're looking at you online in many ways to see whether you're being socially responsible. They're looking at you to see whether you're paying a living wage. And as a result of that, they're they're literally voting with their dollars. And so I think this program is more important than ever because of that. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> uh, Chris, do you, do you wanna add anything to that? Well, I love what Yvette said, and I think um, it kind of points to, just as you said, uh, Amanda, that, you know, Gray J Provisions has really delicious food. If that sparks our inspiration for going to a restaurant, we hope that a living wage, paying a living wage would also inspire consumers in that way as well. And what our role is, is really, we're here to say, how can we help? How can we support you? How can we highlight you if you're committed to this value? For sure. Um, and I think I saw a question from Ann Murphy about um, 
metrics. And I know, um, so our programs are, are pretty new, so we don't, we don't have as many metrics. I know our friends in Asheville were able to measure that they, um, their program and the businesses that they had certified contributed um, like $2 million back to the local economy. And, you know, as, as we get older, I guess, as our programs get older, uh, we'll be able to measure some of those things too and, and seeing how much we're able to contribute to the local economy. But just anecdotally, I know that um, businesses have reached out to me to, um, to say, you know, right now we're not paying the gold level, but we want to get there. So how can we, you know, take steps in between to make sure that we are treating our workers fairly and, and paying them well and, and helping us to, to improve our, um, our payment? Uh, yeah. Um, so I know um, one question that, that we hear a lot. So what are we doing to support um, um, black owned businesses or businesses owned by people of color? And Yvette, I think you wanted to go first. Um, sure. Um, I've reached out personally to personally to the Richmond Metropolitan Business League to actually explain this program. Um, we've been able to actually have conversations with them around the importance of paying a living wage. And as you know, a lot of um, Black-owned businesses um, are really a small, smaller businesses. Um, they are usually um, what I consider to be more of a mom and pop type shop, but they are very, very cognizant of wages and what they should be paying. And so they are actually um, looking at that. And those businesses that actually can pay are actually um, um, talking to us and actually joining the program. Awesome. And Chris, did you want to add something too? Well, just to say that right now, um, a small uh, percentage of our certified business businesses are black owned or uh, owned by people of color. And we are seeking to change that already. We have sought to diversify our steering committee and outreach committee so that we can make sure that our reach is as expansive as possible so that we are seeing people in our community. Um, so that was sort of our first step. Um, the beautiful thing about our community, um, both uh, in when coronavirus hit, um, there was already some um, online social media organizing, community organizing around what are your needs and how can we connect you to the resources to meet those needs, no matter what they are. The same thing is happening right now around black and people of color owned businesses um, to say, if you are looking for a certain service in our community, how can we lift up these businesses? And we will follow and work with our community to highlight those businesses and, and to bring them on board. Yeah, I love that we, you know, we have a choice in, in where we buy things. And so we can choose to, to patron black owned and people of color owned businesses, as well as living wage certified businesses, and sometimes both. <laughs> awesome. And I also love what Rabbi Creditor has said about, you know, not just economic metrics, but moral metrics. And that's what this program really is about is, is lifting up, you know, showing, putting our, our money where our mouth is, right? And, and uh, really making sure that our values fit with our actions. Um, I think I saw another question from Anne about um, an election and if there are any questions she could ask at the election or at a candidate forum. Um, and I think that's a great thing. I think particularly uh, every campaign should be paying their employees a living wage. 
Um, and so, you know, generally that's $15 an hour or more, but especially in places like Northern Virginia, that might be a little bit more. Um, so I would definitely recommend asking that they, uh, they pay their employees a living wage. Yvette or Chris, do you, can you think of any other questions for them? <laughs> All right. No, I can't. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think that um, if there aren't any other questions, just make sure to follow us on social media. We have Living Wage Virginia. We have a Facebook, a Twitter, and um, an Instagram as well. And you can also follow Harrisonburg Rockingham Living Wage Campaign on Facebook. Um, to stay tuned, we post updates about our certified employers. We try to share their posts, especially what they're doing during coronavirus, you know, doing curbside delivery, all that great stuff. Um, so make sure you like us and follow us. Um, but thank you for joining us today, everyone. Thank you, Chris and Yvette, for your valuable insights. Um, and be sure to tune in next week, everyone, for another live broadcast from Virginia Interfaith. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thanks.